Hello everyone and thanks for joining the Financial Services Podcast again. Um, when speaking to this week's guest, it was a real challenge to choose what areas to focus on. He's achieved so much. A Premier League footballer, an Olympian, and overcome huge adversity, but now focuses on branding and storytelling to increase your brand and generate new clients. As a financial advisor, we know the need for advice is higher than ever, but the challenge is accessing new clients. So I asked Marvin Sudal to come on and share some of the ideas of how to tell stories to help generate new business and increase your brand. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Financial Services Podcast with me, Tony Bates. I'm delighted today to be joined by Marvin, Marvin Sudal. Welcome, Marvin. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Good, good to have you, Sarno. You've done, uh, just as an intro, you're Premier League footballer, uh, Olympic footballer, public speaker, Poet, I believe, yep. pilot, bit of piano. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but of all those firsts you've done, I bet you've never been invited on the Financial Services podcast before, have you? I have not. No, right. So welcome, welcome, mate. It's, it's great. Obviously, a great background that you've got there. And, and now owner of uh, 180, I believe. Is that correct? 180 yeah. Productions? Yeah. Brilliant. Yes, yeah. So, Marvin, for those that might not know you uh, as well as I do or know your background, just a, a brief introduction to you and, and how you've got to 180 because I know there's a lot to talk about there but try and summarize uh where you've been and what you're doing now yeah I mean it's a very long story of how I got to 180 because essentially it's my own personal journey my journey of growth and you know life in general is what has actually ended up leading me to 180 and producing film short film etc but as an overview I I guess I just describe myself as a storyteller I think that's probably the, the most apt way because I produce, I write, I'm a poet and I'm a public speaker. Those are the, probably the, the the main crux of what I do. So the best way to describe myself as a storyteller, even though it's not really a job title. Yeah, great. And, and the reason I've got you on, I think, is because the financial services industry, a lot of financial advisors are, are trying to win new business by telling stories but obviously there's a lot of what what do you do at 180 to help people that might want to tell stories that that don't know how that's funny that I, I had this conversation actually about two weeks ago and someone came to me and said you know i i don't know where to start you know i want to i you know I, i'm a writer or i'm a filmmaker and i don't know where to start by telling these stories like what what do i start with i said well what do you know what's your life what's, what is your story because that is the story. The story is your story. What you're experiencing, what you've been through in your life, your highs or your lows, your indifferent things, the details, the the really the real intricacies of of what you've gone through. That is those are the stories to tell. And there are tons of stories in there. You know, you might look at your your life is one big story, but yet there are tons of stories that exist within them, longer form ones, shorter form ones, and they're authentic. You know, every time when I, when I think about stories and storytelling across the board, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's film, whether it's advertising, whether it's speaking, whether it's someone's just talking about something they know, it has to be authentic because human beings buy into authenticity. I think particularly now is more so a time when authenticity is so prevalent. You know, you can really see what is and isn't. And I think that's just something that's inbuilt in us. Yeah. What, what do you think specifically uh, now that authenticity is, what, what do you mean by that in terms of like people can pick through the, the, the nonsense basically? Is that what you mean kind of thing? Yeah, essentially. And, and firstly, it's because there is so much out there. 
in terms of storytelling. Everybody is a storyteller anyway. I believe that in general anyway. But people are active storytellers as well. So people, some people are passive storytellers and some people are active in, in that. They actually go out of their way to tell their stories. And there is so many, there are so many different types of stories. There are so many stories out there that it's very easy to spot the real ones and the fake ones because you can feel it. Yeah. When people are speaking about it, you can tell in the way they're speaking about it, delivering it, what they're writing, because people do so in so many different forms. It's not just writing. People also get on camera and they speak about it. People speak about it on stage. People, it is presented in their work. So even if you tell a story, if I told a story about, I don't know, if, if it was something to do with filmmaking or advertising and I really spoke about this thing in, in a great way and then you saw the work that I produced and it didn't match up, you'd say, I, I don't know if I can really buy into that guy because he's saying one thing, but in reality, that's not, that's not really him because yeah. it's not real. Yeah. And so it's easy to match those up. But then also I think the rising technology, and I read a really interesting article about this about a year ago, and it said the rising technology will allow human beings to be more human than ever. That was, a, that was the title. And I thought, okay, that's really interesting, but why, why so? That doesn't, I don't understand why. But yeah. as I, I started to read it, it said all of the, the little things that the mundane tasks that previously we had to remember. So things like even simple as using a calculator for maths before, mm -hmm. Now, when you look at 30, 40, 50 years ago, before calculators were a common thing that you had in your pocket, yeah. you think, I have to remember this. So your brain is being used. Like We have so much capacity in our brain. And yeah. our brain is being used to hold mundane tasks that, that now all of the access to information is through our phones. So we don't have to restore information. So we've got more, much more brain output to really be more human being. You know, we can be more creative and, and emotive and emotional and really understand these things on a much deeper level because we have the space to do so, which I found really fascinating. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Do you think, I mean, is it a general, when I talk to people, is it a generational thing? Because there's still an element of, I saw a great video that you did about what it means to be a man, which I thought was, was brilliant, yeah. if anyone gets a chance to look at that. But do you think there's still an element of, of fear of sharing stories because we want to be this kind of, I, I can't share stories because I don't want to show any fragility or I don't want to show any emotion and that. Is, this, is it a generational thing? I think I see younger people are more open to doing it to, to, to older people. Do you see that yourself from a generational perspective of, of, of wanting to share stories and, and not? I think so. And then, you know, social media plays a massive part in it because, you know, I, I am a part of that in-between generation, whereas I was pretty much pre-social media. But yeah, happy I birthday, by the way. Grown... Happy birthday, by the way, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. It's your birthday last week. See so you. Yeah. Can't remember. You know, it's happy birthday. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, I'm, I'm 30 now. And, and yeah. I was, I kind of, when I was a kid, there wasn't really social media. Um, you know, I used to play out, play football all the time. And that was just the thing. You come in when the street, when the lights come on, the street lights come on. And yeah. as I got into high school and beyond that, social media started to really, really pick up. And so I'm part of that in between generation where, we did and didn't have social media. We did and didn't have like big tech where, whereas now every, every child ha is exposed to social media from a very young age. And it's just normal to just share these stories because everybody's doing it. And I guess the generation beyond mine, it's, 
nobody had nobody had social media nobody grew up with this nobody really had an insight into other people's lives so you look at like well why am i just going to show show my life to somebody because it's just not normal we don't do that yeah. you know everything that's in our house we just keep it within our house whereas now it feels very different even though actually it's still the same because social media all it does is just allows people to show what they want to show yeah yeah a lot, a lot. so t- moving back to 180 then are you aiming your what, what, what's the what's the purpose of 180 what's the story behind that for anyone that, that doesn't know yeah so we are a production company that tell stories essentially we through the medium of film so whether it's advertising um short film you know documentaries long form narrative music videos whatever it may be we are creative storytellers right and we use cameras essentially to to capture whatever that story may be and and we are mostly geared towards things that have a, a purpose you know we we want to create content that has a meaning just something behind it as opposed to just telling stories for telling stories sake right okay so is it aimed at companies or is it aimed at individuals both yeah. so our company is 180 productions underneath that we have our three separate arms so we have a studio side which is narrative more so narrative pieces so music videos film documentary longer form stuff um our digital side which is shorter form content, mostly around sports and entertainment, people's stories. Yeah. And then we have our agency side, which is all things that are both B2B and B2C. So, you know, whether it's um, an advert or marketing tool or piece of content or whatever it may be. Yeah. So our company kind of, we operate in three separate areas, essentially. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. And is it, where's the name come from? Is it, how's, how's it going? Yeah. So we got, um, the company was set up by myself and, and two friends. And so three of us is three people is like each point of a triangles, 180 degrees. And, um, we got 180 from that. And, you know, we founded it in 2019, but we've been working together since about 2017. And that was from a poem that I wrote called Dennis prose. And one of my co-founders was a teammate of mine at Burton Albion at the time. And we, we decided to go, go and make this short film because, you know, he, he'd, he'd spoken to me and said, you know, I, th- I think this could really do really well. This could turn into something visual. And I think it could, you know, appeal to much more than just people who read poetry, you know, and I didn't think filmmaking was a possibility at that point, but I was still up for it regardless. And, you know, he'd connected with this um, really talented videographer director and we went and filmed Dennis Bros in a couple of days and I just really fell in love with that process of being able to take a story from here to write it down to seeing it. Brilliant. And when we did that, you know, we 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 created that and put it into a couple of awards and won a couple of awards at um, film festivals. Awesome. Thanks. And um that was just the start of it really you know we we thought there's something here you know with our our stories our blend of stories our blend of backgrounds our experiences in life in the football industry our our network our, our connections and stuff we really saw that we had something there that could really elevate us to something else and go 
much more than just being able to create these small pieces. Right. It's interesting because I'm a, I'm a football fan. I've, I've followed, I know your career, but I know more about you and I've probably even got even more respect for you with what you've done post football, which is, which is amazing. But I think that's where the storytelling comes in is I feel I know far more about you and what you do because of your storytelling in the business world than I did at, at football. Yeah. And probably for me, I don't know how you feel about your achievements, but you've achieved even more off the pitch than, than you know, in the last couple of years, haven't you really? But what advice would you give to people that are looking to probably you know these non-creatives because I, I do think you know creative is quite hard to uh, train someone to be creative but what advice would you give to someone who wants to start telling stories to create new business opportunities for themselves again it's just about being authentic and talking about what you know who you are and what you know yeah because in the end of the day how do you sell something how do you sell a product you don't just you don't talk you don't talk about just the product you talk about what the product does yeah you talk about why the product's important you talk about why what connects the product to people and so already that's four different strands of of a story and that's the same with you you talk about what what do you who are you where do you come from what's your what's your journey what do you know what connects you to other people in this industry what connects you to 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 businesses and what can you do yeah those are those that that is just your story, essentially, that is storytelling. And these are all things that everybody knows of the back of their head, of the back, of, and they can portray them very easily, but you just don't think that's the way I should do it to get new business, potentially. Yeah, right. So you, you shouldn't you shouldn't think about the audience, because obviously some people I talk to say you should think about who you're targeting first before you think about the story that you're going to tell. What, what's your viewpoint on whether you should start with, I guess, you or the people that you're trying to attract as potential clients? Or should you not even think about either? It's well, it's both to an extent, really, because it's what do you want to do? You know, if if, if you're trying to appeal to a specific place, and that's that's where you want to go, you want to go here, yeah. Then that's what you 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 tailor what you're gonna put out to get to this point mm-hmm. to attract those people, as opposed to thinking you're because in the end of the day, a lot of us have the same stories. It's just how we tell them yeah. and how they, who, who hears that, who hears these stories and how do they take them on board? Mm-hmm. If you put it out in a way that people over here, cause that's where you want to go. Then that's, those are the, those are the people that are going to hear it. It's still you because the stories are still the same. Yeah. It's just how you deliver them because you could deliver it in a way that you think where I currently am and what makes sense maybe to the audience I currently have. Yeah. And you're just going to end up keep going further and further and further down the track that potentially you may not want to go down, but you're telling the same stories. Yeah. It's all about the way in which you deliver them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, like that. I think, I think a lot of financial advisors that I'd talk to, which is obviously, uh, you know, don't know where to start, I guess. And that's where I think it's really useful to have you on to sign us up, give some mm. guidance on where to start. What, what about guys that are part of a corporate have got their own kind of branding and then want to, because what's the difference, I guess, between personal and company branding and and, and 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 how you get that out there? That's a good question. And that's a really good point as well, I think, for particularly now, because personal branding is has become such an important thing, you know, with the rise of social media, LinkedIn in particular. Yeah. You know, you're, as an individual, if you are not the founder or owner of that company, or even if you are, you know, at some point you may move on that your personal brand has to be able to stay strong enough to be able to then go from one place to another. Yeah. And 
I think it's ideally you want to be working for a place that fits into that you align with in terms of your personal brand and the company brand that just align naturally. That's, that's what you want to get to. And it's difficult if, if what you believe in and what you stand for doesn't align with the company that you work with, yeah. that's going to, it's going to be very difficult because what you're going to be talking about, as I said earlier, you know, what you're going to be talking about and what you're going to be delivering, they're not going to match up. Yeah. So people will say either this is a lie or that's a lie. One part of them, one, one, one part of it isn't authentic. Mm. So you want to really ideally work for and be a part of a business that aligns with your personal brand and all your personal brand is, is who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. That's, that's all your personal brand is. And, you know, I think sometimes we, overthink it and overcomplicate it. It's just, who am I? And how do I want people to perceive me? When people, when people think about McDonald's, they think about their childhood. They think about joy normally mm. before they even think about food. That's what, that's the first thing you think yeah, about yeah, your childhood yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's what the brand is. The brand very much plays on those childhood memories, which keeps bringing you back and bringing you back and bringing you back. Yeah. Even though at times when you're an adult, you question the food. You're like, I don't know why I even ate that. <laughs> but yeah, in your mind, you're so hardwired to think about that as a happy place. Yeah. As a child, you get a happy meal. Yeah. So that's the same thing when it comes to brand. Your personal brand is just, what do you want that thought to be when people think about you? Yeah, yeah. It could right. be, I'm just a winner. Yeah. And so everything you portray is about winning. Yeah. And all of, all of a sudden people align you with the word winning because you carry that through in everything that you do in the words you say and how you present yourself and the work that you do. Brilliant. Do you have, um, you know, when you're, cause you're, you're quite, obviously you, your storytelling on LinkedIn is, 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 is regular. It's always got a message in it. Do you, do you, do you plan that in terms of when you're going to put stuff out or, or not, or would you advise people to plan it? Or is it just, you, you come up with ideas? Cause it, it is hard to be creative. I think for you, you, you're obviously a natural at it, but it is quite hard. I find it really difficult to come yeah. up with ideas. Do you plan ahead? I don't. And my wife gets mad because my wife is a, a personal branding expert as well. Right. So we should have got you both on really in hindsight. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll forward you on to her cause she'll, she'll be able to. Yeah. 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 Cause she's, she, as I said, she's an expert in this space. I, I just know about what I know. Yeah. And I just think, right, this is half of what I've just said might not even make sense, but it's what I believe. Yeah. And I say, I say in, in the, in the tone that I believe in. So more often than not, regardless of what I say, because I say it so passionately and so confidently people believe it when it comes, as I said, when it comes to personal brand, she's, she's the expert, but I don't, I don't actually plan I plan sometimes, but I don't on, on the whole, I don't plan, which isn't good. I wouldn't advise anyone to not plan. I'd definitely advise someone to have a structure <laughs> plan, like write their stuff beforehand. So they've got, um, you know, a schedule for the week, but then everything has to, you, you there's a reason for, for why you're putting these posts up. Right. So it's either to make people think something you're either trying to sell or you're just trying to continue to push that message of your personal brand. Yeah, but yeah. I, think, I think believing in what you say comes with the authenticity, doesn't it? Because if you if you're yeah. not authentic, then you can't believe in what you're going to say because you're telling exactly. them. So that so they're kind of combined, don't they? Really, but so if 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 a company wanted to use 180, so if we list if there's individuals or companies that 
that are struggling. And, and I think where the industry's at, financial services, Marvin, just to give you a bit of a background, really, is everyone wants to kind of have a go at it, but doesn't know where to start. So if there's if there's companies or individuals out there that, that want, want to tell a story or need help telling stories, how would 180 be able to help them or you be able to help them with what they're trying to achieve? In a visual sense? Yeah, or any way, I suppose, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's we see it as a pretty simple process, really. It's just, it's um, somebody will come to us and they say, right, I want to create an advert, for example. I want to create an advert for social or across social, maybe B two B, maybe B two C. And what we'd say is, what do you, what do you want to say in that advert? Yeah. What is your, what is essentially the end goal of that advert? Um, and then it's who are you? What do you stand for? Because that's how we told a story. We told a story by you, you're the story. So we have to tell that story. We have to figure out, we have to extract as much information about you and your end goal to piece together that, to tell the story in the best way. And then normally we just go away and think, right, how's the best way of piecing this together in a, in a narrative sense? So that not only does it make sense, but it looks good as well. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know I've listened to bits where you're saying about, and I know I've got a few few people who've been in the football circles and, and how cutthroat yeah. it is and, and uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a different world to how it's perceived on, on TV isn't it um, what, what, how have you found the differences in the business world or the similarities in the business world compared to the football world so I mean in football you you have to be persistent which is you know very similar to the business world and you have to be patient you know that's those are two things that have been very obvious to me since coming out of the game the other is the, the one thing that is, I guess is I had in football that prepared me for the business world and isn't necessarily something that has affected me so much in the business world is being knocked down you know being being able to just keep going you know that mentality is something that is hardwired into every single football player in the world because it's what you have to do you lose games you get dropped from the team you get injuries, you get sold, you, you know, you get released. All of these things happen. And every, every time you have to just go, right, tomorrow, let's guess, let's go again. And that's just, I've, as I've seen very much, people get deterred by knockbacks or rejection in general in the business world. And that's, that's fine. That's normal. But for me, it's, it's allowed me to, move forward quicker because when these things happen normally eventually everybody moves on everybody goes to gets back up and goes right i'm going to go again but normally that process can be a couple of days could be a week um for some people could be longer you know and for me it's instant because i i don't fear rejection that fear of, of losing that fear of rejection is has disappeared because I don't see how I can move forward unless I move forward. So rejection doesn't stop me from moving forward. Only I do and my reaction to rejection. I love that, mate. I love that. I was told really early, someone said to me, think about who you really admire. And I was like, Muhammad Ali and these kind of people. And I think, and they said like, think of them and the, the setbacks they've had, you know, and and, uh, and, ha- the, and all the people that I admired in, in my life were people that had had huge setbacks in their life. And it was the best bit of advice I was ever told, really, because then whenever I got a setback, I saw it as as being a step closer and learning and all that sort of stuff. So I think people do get exactly. driven by fight. Failure is a good thing, if you, I think, and it, and it can be. Absolutely. I definitely yeah. agree, yeah. 
So what does so um, I know we've got to wrap up now, but what does the future look like for Marvin Sordan? Are you going to compete with the what you've done so far? What are you going to do over the next few years? Because it's all those things are reeled off at the start. Are you going to beat that, mate? What's the future look like for you? To be honest, I'm only just getting started. You know, yeah. I very much well, I turned thirty, and I was just thought it felt like a very liberating moment because you know, as I as I wrote in one of my posts, I, I, thirty in football is the beginning of the yeah. end. And I genuinely, genuinely feel like I'm just about to start. And, you know, I've, I've, I'm very fortunate that I've been, I've experienced so many different things. I've managed to manage to achieve so many incredible things and being involved in so many incredible things in my life so far. And now I think there's, there's no ceiling, you know, that like, and I, I say that with hundred percent confidence because I, I believe wholeheartedly that this could go anywhere and be as big or as incredible as I, I work and work for and, and want it to be. Brilliant, mate. And, and any, anyone that's listening out there that um, I guess is starting out their storytelling journey to try and what's the one bit of advice you would, you would give them it, it, probably someone who's sitting there thinking, I really want to do this storytelling to try and generate business, but I'm too scared. What, what's the bit of advice that you would give them? There's a few probably words that I could throw in there together that that makes sense and that's to be bold to be authentic and to be passionate brilliant i think those are three of the most important things yeah great and if anyone wanted to use 180 for for their production or storytelling how would they contact you is do you want to do you want to i'm on linkedin i'm on instagram twitter i have facebook but i don't use it so i definitely wouldn't contact you <laughs> Um, or you can go to um, our website, which is thisis180.com, um, which has one E. So it's like spot like this is on 80 kind of. Okay. That's, that's what our logo looks like. But yeah, my, my um, all my social profiles are just my my full name. So Marvin Shawdell. So Perfect. I'm quite easy to find. Perfect. Marvin, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Welcome to the financial services industry. And hopefully uh, some people will be in contact, but thanks for coming on and joining us, mate. Appreciate it. Great. Thanks very much for having me. So that was Marvin Sordell. I hope you enjoyed that guys. I think there's some great ideas there from, from Marvin. Really great to have him on the show and thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe and we look forward to seeing you next week on the Financial Services Podcast. Hold up. 